Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to Resting Bitch Face, the podcast. This is your host, Melinda. And Julie. And we are here to have our weekly bitch bit. Yes. And I am excited. I know you are. You've been excited all week. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I'm stoked. This idea totally came last minute, but thanks to a great Facebook group, Defectors Support, which I found out through my time adminning Sounds Like MLM But Okay, which you should also go join and learn the truth about all the MLM companies and how absolutely fucking terrible and predatory they are. Oh, yeah. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> so I was browsing Defector Support, and somebody posted an announcement off of IG that Rachel Hollis and her husband are getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, cackled. Not because divorce <laughs> is funny and I feel bad for her kids, but this woman has made her living off of telling people how to live their lives and how to have a perfect marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So... Julie, tell me what you know about Rachel Hollis. So, I never read the book. I thought about it. But I know she's Christian. Mm-hmm. I know that she's the type of Christian that I don't really like, that so many Christians are like, where they like to put on a show, like, look at my perfect family, look at my perfect marriage, look at my perfect husband, look at my perfect everything. I can't stand people like that. And there's a lot of Christians that play that game. And it's really turned me off of religion in general, but that's a whole nother thing. I know she is that person. And I tried to listen a couple times to the podcast that she has with her husband And it just seemed cheesy and annoying, and that's as far as I got. But you've actually read the book, one of the books, right? Yeah, I read Girl, Watch Your Face. Well, I guess technically I listened to Girl, Watch Your Face. Um, Okay. And I didn't listen to it initially. It was after it got super popular, and everybody's just talking and talking and talking and talking about this book. I don't typically like self-help books. Oh, I love self-help books. Not because I don't want (laughs) self-help. But I just usually find them to be very dry and kind of boring. Like, I need a lot of, like, anecdotes. I need, like, a story, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, I like nonfiction books, but, I mean, even then, like, usually nonfiction books have a a certain amount of storytelling. I love memoirs. And so, finally, like, one of my girlfriends bought the Audible book. And so I was like, hey, can I borrow it? Like, and so she just gave me her login and I listened to it. And honest to God, like... My mom was just talking to Julia and I, like, I used to read a book a day. Like, I had books everywhere. I could could power through a book. And when I'm interested in a book, I will power through a book. But this book legit took me, like, a month and a half to listen to because it was so boring. Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Did you learn anything revolutionary? Uh, Revolutionary? No. Um, (laughs) I 
think that, and I'll get into this more in depth later, but on the whole, like, she has decent advice to give. Okay. However, on the one hand, let me consult my list. (laughs) Uh, On the one hand, a lot of it is just regurgitated advice that, like, most of us know. Like, you know, you're in charge of your happiness and, like, how you present yourself is how you're perceived. Like, we just know like that speaking shit. in speaking in memes, speaking in like generalities. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a fucking walking living meme. But yeah, this is gonna bring me into my first point of my takedown of this stupid ass bitch, Rachel Hollis. <laughs> Can I go ahead and go into it? You go for it. Go for it. I'm ready. She's a fake ass bitch. Why? Okay. First of all, <laughs> she is constantly plagiarizing other people's work i have heard that um buzzfeed was the first to kind of like break that news and i don't even remember this girl's name but the buzzfeed writer at the time is now like a new york times and she just our author and she just got into a fight with chrissy teigen she's like lauren something or another but she basically was like took down rachel hollis a little bit and was like yeah uh all these little like meme advice quotes that you're posting on your Instagram and not attributing to other people other people have already freaking said yeah Um, which like fine like there's only so much advice that you can give that is relevant without repeating something that somebody else has said but it was very obvious that she was taking people's words and like maybe changing one or two words fine you can give that advice and people will still listen to you because they like your product but at least attribute it to the person that said it like, yeah. you can, I, I could tell you, like, uh, you know, I like, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Einstein. I could be wrong. I could, I like his advice that, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Like, I could tell you that, and it's still good advice. You're not going to make an Instagram post and then quote yourself on it. Right, but I'm not going to put it on there <laughs> and say, huh whatever I just said, dash Melinda Duffy. Like, (laughs) I didn't come up with it. Yeah. But it's still good advice, and you can still say, yeah, my friend Melinda told me this, and it really resonated with me, and I'm grateful for that, which I'm not not saying you should say that, but I'm just saying in general. So there were were several quotes that she used on Instagram and in her books that were not attributed to the correct people, and that's pretty shady. And she even eventually quoted, like, Maya Angelou, and she attributed that to Maya Angelou but she misquoted her oh no super stupid wow and and then she when she got called out on it like she blamed her editing team and like okay so you didn't say this so you're (sighs) it all goes back to she's fake okay now are her and her husband like high school sweethearts well that's my next point actually college or something so when she was 19 she left her uber pentecostal like her dad was a pentecostal preacher's family in weed patch california which is apparently a very small place but that's where a lot of like really popular like pentecostal people have come out of like it's it's semi well known i I believe it was in like either a documentary or a movie and i can't remember because i don't care okay um but 
she left and she got a job within the Disney movie realm. Mm-hmm. But basically, she got this job even though she was significantly mm-hmm. underqualified by lying. Oh. What did she say? I don't remember. I, I don't ever re- really remember getting specifics, but she admitted to as much. Like, she, she basically faked her way into a job. I can't Perfect. say that I wouldn't do that if I really no, wanted the I job. No, I mean, like, fine. <laughs> like, if I thought it would work, like, I would fake my way into a job, too. Be- yeah. If I knew that I could handle it, like, uh, you know, I feel like I could probably be an evaluating occupational therapist because I've worked so closely with the occupational therapist and done right. so much of the labor that, like, I know what they're looking for. But yeah. I can't say I am a registered occupational therapist because I'm not. I'm an occupational therapy assistant. Right. That's true. I do all of the the legwork to rehab the people, but I don't. I can't do an evaluation or discharge. Right. So her husband was a Disney executive, so he was big wig up there. Is and he so older? That, yes. There's a significant age difference. I can't oh. remember the exact age difference, but she was 19 when she met him. Okay. And he is significantly older. Um. And so this is where it kind of gets fucked up too which i kind of want to address separately so i'm going to kind of move on from that and then come back okay so um under the she's fake category she has been caught lying sorry something just randomly fell in my home um she's been caught lying several times to her audience to address her specific audience needs. So what I'm saying by that for an example is she's been on the record several times saying that she doesn't believe in the phrase fake it till you make it. She thinks that's stupid and it's phony and that it doesn't work. Okay. However, then she's also been quoted on the record saying that she does believe in fake it till you make it to be a successful person. And just depends on like what audience she's talking to. So, uh, my, my subcategory here is that Rachel Hollis is extremely popular in the MLM community. She's been the, like, note speaker for everybody from doTERRA to Young Living to, uh, I think she was with LuLaRoe. She did It Works. She's done, she just, Stella and Dot. Like, she talks to all of those people because her whole shit is being your own boss and like girl power you know you just yeah. have to dream it and you believe it uh, or quote the 90 day girl no 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 don't say it don't say it I mean <laughs> don't say it anyway <laughs> uh, so like she's extremely popular with them and that's how she's made a shit ton of money as being a mm-hmm. speaker like a cause she's a motivational speaker fine whatever okay. And I mean, yeah. like, I'm sure that to a lot of people, they find what she's saying motivational. And like I said, on the whole, like, she has some generalized, decent advice, but it's not right. like, anything groundbreaking. Um, so I looked it up, and her husband is 45, and she's 37. Okay, so it's not that So it's bad. not a huge, yeah, it's not like a creepy old guy kind of I thing. didn't think it was, but I knew there was, like, a little bit of an age difference. Mm-hmm. Um and they've been married since 2004, so 16 years. 16 years, which I was going to mm-hmm. come back to in a minute. 
Oh, okay. So, um, under the she's fake category. <laughs> I have a lot of notes. Um, she is all about appearances, which kind of goes back to her Pentecostal upbringing. They're very much about monetary value and, uh, you know, just like, you know, wealth is something that is seen and not just had. Mm-hmm. So she has a whole chapter in her book about how she saw this woman on a street carrying a Louis Vuitton bag and like she had a super nice outfit and well coiffed hair and her makeup was done and she was like, that's what I want to be in life. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's something you aspire to, great. But she values success as having tangible things to show. Okay. And... I think any logical person knows that, like, not all things that make you successful in life are tangible. Like, right. I, mean, I guess I could say that, like, I'm a successful mother because I have children. But, like, that's super hurtful to people that are infertile. Or, like, uh, I'm a successful person because I have a roof over my head. But, like, right. that doesn't mean that people are out there that are homeless that aren't trying. So I think that that's, like, a really materialistic way of life and and that's what she's touting as success so i think she's kind of poisoning a lot of minds by saying like okay well you're not successful unless you have all the nice things in life right like her entire goal was to have a a louis vuitton bag and then it was a porsche and then it was a private jet and like is that really what's successful because i mean i'm a thoroughly (laughs) middle-class person i mean to be quite honest i don't have a real job right now like i work for instacart yeah. But I mean, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I work my ass off. I have a huge, like, garden-turned-hobby farm. I, I have to take care of my house, which is a good size. Like, I mean, it's it, I have a larger house. And, and that's okay, because my husband makes money. That doesn't make me have money. Like, if we were to get divorced tomorrow, I would have nothing. I no, a, you would have a, half. I drive a Chrysler. <laughs> Woohoo! But I mean, I drive a Cookie Monster Blue Chrysler minivan. That's in my husband's name, too. So, I mean, it's like, it's all about just how you word things. So then, the thing that pissed me off the most in light of the recent news that she and her husband are getting divorced is that even in the recent months, like, as in the last few months during COVID quarantine, she was still charging $1,500 to attend a marriage conference. While she was separated from her husband. <laughs> wow. Where they're both yeah. giving advice on how to have a successful marriage. Which I'm yeah, not those conferences that are, are crazy. Aren't able to give advice because honestly, I think the people that are divorced probably give better marriage advice than the people that are unhappy. That's true. Married. Yeah. But like, be honest. Yeah. Like, I just feel like she's a fucking liar. And she's making her money about being a liar. I don't know. What do you think? I think that, you know, I don't really know a ton. I'm hearing everything that you're saying to me. But when it comes to those conferences, I am always shocked at how expensive they are. I think um, I I looked up Tony Robbins conferences because he does those weekend things, too. And he's charging thousands of dollars to come to his weekend conference, but he's Tony Robbins. He's been around for a long time. 
um, I always was shocked at how much they can charge for that. And I feel like, I don't know, I see both sides. I see that if you're not quite sure if you are going to separate, you kind of want to continue on with business as usual and try to make sure. it work. And But, you know, if... if I, just think I don't know. Of, for somebody who makes their entire living out of sharing the like minutia in their day to day, like she has hundreds of videos on YouTube of her like morning routine and making her stupid like protein shakes and green smoothies and I yeah. just took a shit and I'm getting dressed for work. Like if you're going to let us into every little nook and cranny of your life, then you need to be honest and say, like, hey, you know, me and my husband are having issues. Which brings me back to my point that I kind of touched on earlier. That her husband and her... Well, I'm sorry. That was almost improper English. The relationship that she shared with her husband was precarious at best. Well, from the did very they say inception. why they're getting divorced? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I mean, there was no, like, one reason or another that I saw anyway. Like, on her It's one of those, like, bullshit things, like, well, we will remain best friends and co-parent, and we still love each other, but we're just not meant to be together, and I hate when all these celebrities, like, I hate when all these celebrities say, announce their divorce and then say they're going to remain best friends. Fuck off. Please. So... She posts a picture of her and her husband. Did you see the picture? Uh, no. Like, they're both, okay. like, cheesing hardcore. Oh, yeah. And she said, oh, God, this is really long. Guys, I have some hard news to share, and the honest truth is that I have no idea how someone announces something like this, so I'm just going to say it. Dave and I have made the incredibly difficult decision to end our marriage. We started out as best friends 18 years ago, and the truth is the core friendship and the parts of us that work so well have become a band-aid for the parts of us that don't. We worked endlessly over the last three years to make this work and have come to the conclusion that it is healthier and more respectful for us to choose this as an end to our journey as a married couple. We remain dear friends as we raise our family as co-parents and run See, our company I told as you. partners. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> That's everything I we said. We are choosing joy, which is a super, like, uh, conservative, or not conservative, but, like, uh, progressive Christian phrase, choosing joy. Even though, I'll be honest, the last month has been one of the most awful of our lives. I want to be strong and bold and optimistic for you now, but every ounce of my energy is reserved for the things that my children need. That said, having been such an open book to this beloved community, which is bullshit, we hope that you can allow us a human moment. We hope you can understand our need to process these changes away from social media. We graciously ask that you respect our privacy so we can focus on what matters most, our four kids, and the next chapter of what our family looks like. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, we get it. Like, people get divorced. That's not a big deal. Yeah, but for... Two people, like you said, who have kind of made their living right? Uh, trying to help people have a fantastic marriage like them. They probably have a lot of people that are looking up to them that were hoping that they would make it. Right, I but I want to know, like, was she honest about the last three years that she's now referencing? 
was she honest in saying like hey my marriage is difficult right now uh we're having problems the po the picture that she posted as her announcement for getting divorced was also posted on april 30th on and she said today on the podcast dave hollis and i are talking about how quarantine has affected our ahem makeout sessions yes we went there if you're in a relationship the rise together podcast is just for you like that doesn't seem very like indicative that like hey we're having issues who's having first of all who's having fucking makeout sessions 16 years into their marriage who's having makeout sessions in their 30s or 40s it's just i mean are you because i'm not I'm no like maybe if we have sex yeah it's fine but like just on the random you just like sitting on the couch and making out like teenagers please no i'm sorry that's not what happens like what yeah what, i can tell you what happens when um me and my husband are hanging out and the kids go to bed like we're both sitting at our outdoor bar staring at the tv uh-huh. occasionally having a conversation probably both scrolling our phones which is not great i'm not saying that's how everybody should be but like that's i feel realistic yeah like, yeah. we lay in bed and we're, like, watching John Oliver or, like, we both love true crime and things like Dateline. So, we're, like, then we're just discussing yeah. the TV show. Like, we're not making out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time we made out, like, that didn't, wasn't just, like, in a sexy time moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and this is, it all goes back to some something that I recently said, and that was, like, the people that brag the most and talk the most and show the most and tell the most and profess their undying love and affection those are the people with the biggest fucking problems thou dost protest too much yeah they have uh, you know what and i i don't know if they've been honest Uh, in my opinion they don't have an obligation to tell the world about their marriage problems. Nobody has an obligation to no. tell the world about their marriage problems. However, right. if you are basing a good amount of your business on mm-hmm. being relationship coaches or whatever you want to call it, yeah. despite you having no formal training, then yes, I do believe you have an obligation to yeah. be honest because I, to me, and Julie and I were talking about this earlier, like, I wanted to, I want to do a podcast about, you know, mental health issues. And I think that it's, you know, it, it reaches out to a lot more fans. Not that we have fans, but I mean, just in general, like listeners, if uh-huh. you're a real person and not yeah. just putting on this facade, like I personally have a lot of mental health issues. Oh and yeah, me too. When I hear other podcasters that are huge talking about mental health issues, like it makes me feel seen. Yeah. It makes me feel heard. And, and like, I I enjoy it so much. And so I think that for her, like, being a quote-unquote influencer and a, a relationship expert, which, whatever. I, nobody's a relationship expert. Uh, yeah. You know, like, and a, and a lifestyle coach. Like, I think, and, and she's made her whole business around being real. Like, her one of her first Instagram posts that like really went viral was her sh- in a bikini showing off her stretch marks. And so oh I God, think- I didn't realize that was her. I remember seeing that mm-hmm. a few years ago. And so I wow. think in that case where she, she makes this whole big deal about being real and being honest and, 
you know, she posts her sweaty workout pictures or like, oh yeah, my kids are being crazy today. Like maybe not an obligation, but I think that if you're making your entire brand about being honest and real, then yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that if I was a fan of hers and, you know, hung on to every word she said, and now I'm finding this out, like I would be hurt and misled and devastated yeah because you've been you've been telling me this whole time like she makes this whole big thing which i want to go back to now when she first started dating her husband she had never been on a date before and so so is she from a super religious family yeah originally yeah yeah yeah. her her dad was a pentecostal preacher right oh yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah so like, she kind of moved out of, like, small-town USA to L.A., and so she started dating this, you know, big Disney executive, and so they went on the first date, and I read a, I, I went back today and yesterday and, like, read some excerpts from the chapter where she talks about meeting her husband, and, like, their first date, like, he talked about himself for two hours, and she was <laughs> cool with that because she found it fascinating, and I'm like, Okay. Pardon me while I take a sip of my drink, because I'm about to talk. <laughs> Shout out to um, Natty Light Seltzer Catalina Lime Mixer. Sponsor us. We like to keep it classy. <laughs> you know, I, I like really had a hard time buying Natty Light anything, but somebody in the Sissy Squad told me that it was actually a good seltzer, because... I don't like White Claw. Unpopular opinion. Whoopsie. No, it tastes awful. It tastes so, like, tart and sour, and I don't like it. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just bougie, and I like my drink sweet. I like a lot of hard yep. ciders. Um, so the Natty Light Seltzer and the Bud Light Seltzer are both delightful. Nice. Anyway, so um, I just, uh, I don't know. Shout out to Crystal Diane, by the way. Um, you're great, and thank you for turning me on to it. I'm sending you a present. <laughs> anyway, so she's talking about how her husband talked about himself for two hours and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that sounds like a terrible first date. But she said that when he walked her to her car, he leaned in and she thought he was going to kiss him. And she freaked out and, like, threw her hands up and was like, no, don't kiss me. And he was like, I was just going in for a hug, but okay. <laughs> Uh, so, then he asked her out again for a soup date. Apparently there was a super trendy restaurant, um, that, in L.A. that was just serving soup, which sounds terrible to me, but, um, (laughs) whatever. And, and so, at that point, he didn't know how young she was. And so after that, she emailed him and told him how young she was. And then he got, like, super weird about it. And, like, kind of just blew her off a little bit. And was basically treating her as a booty call. Okay. And she was just, like, she basically, like, blamed herself for that. And I'm just, like, that's not okay. Like, you're you're cool with that? Like, well, did she sleep with him? Yeah. 
Okay, so she's never been on a date. I'm assuming she was a virgin, so she, she lost her virginity to him. To him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, like, the whole thing was just super shitty. Like, he basically would ignore her in public, ignore her at work, and, like, pretend that they were not dating or whatever. And then she she says, like, oh, you know, I was naive, and I thought that if you were going out to dinner with somebody and, like, hanging out with somebody, that that was your boyfriend. And so then I called him my boyfriend, and he, like, flipped out about it. And she's like, I had no idea that dating was a game and that, you know, like, you had to you had to do all these things and i'm like dating shouldn't be a game <laughs> like is this is this really the the advice that you want to give people that may be in like new relationships or haven't been well, in relationships before and i would understand why he wouldn't want her to call him her boyfriend if it was a newer relationship and he's in a higher position within the company it looks bad no i get that but like yeah just the way that she presented the information like she literally said those words, and now, of course, I'm trying to find the excerpts while I'm rambling on, um, are just so, like, sad to read. And I'm just thinking, like, one day your kids are going to read this book. And Yeah, I think she thinks it's more of, like, a quirky little story, but it kind of just sounds desperate. Right. It's, it's not, it just doesn't come off to me as I think she thinks it's coming off. And there's just so much toxic masculinity, which I'll get to in a moment. But, like, basically the entire thing was just so sad to read that she's just, she's basically just takes all the responsibility for, like, his shitty treatment of her. Yeah. So then, flash forward, obviously they're married, and she's got her own company because she started a, um... Like a wedding planning, party planning business. Okay. And then it kind of went off from there as she started getting more popular with, like, her lifestyle blog and blah, 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 blah. And so he comes to her and he says, listen, if we're going to do this and this is what you want to make your career, you can't be the CEO. I need to be the CEO. What? And she was Why? Like, Why? And he was like, well, it just doesn't make sense for you to be the face and for you to be the CEO. Like, I'm the man in the relationship. I need to be the CEO. You need to sign over your company. What? The CEO. And she's like, no, no, no. But then, like, the more they talked about it and she, she says, oh, yeah, my friend told me, like, write down all the things that you like about your job and then look at it. And so she writes it all down and she's like you're right like I don't want to be the CEO I don't like the business side of it I just want to be the face I want to do the fun stuff I want to do the marketing I don't want to have to think about payroll and hiring people and blah 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 blah. so I signed it all over to him <sighs> and I'm just like that seems crazy I'm sorry you just signed over your successful company to your husband because he told you to yeah that's kind of crazy Cool, cool. I can understand not wanting to do all the business side of it, but I don't think I would, like, sign over my Hell company. no! I'm yeah. not going to sign over the business that, like, for the most part, I, I, uh, like, I started and I, I poured my heart into and then I, I did all this stuff and I'm just like, what the fuck were you thinking, Rachel Hollis? Like, 
But then she's just, she's telling all these people that are hanging on to her every word, like, okay, yeah, no, a man has to run your company. Like, you can't do it on your own. <laughs> Holy shit. It just, it just keeps getting worse. So, basically, she's a self-absorbed hypocrite who's a terrible okay. role model. Yeah. She goes to all these events and she gives all these talks and she's just so toxically positive, which I know sounds crazy. No, it's not. It's not real. But I think there really is a such thing as a toxic positivity. She's extremely judgmental. She goes on in a whole chapter of her book about being overweight which she wasn't. Like, she posts all these pictures, and she's like, oh my god, I look so terrible. And she's like a size six. <laughs> like, she looks like she ate an extra burrito. That's funny. Like, and she's like, oh god, I look terrible. And, like, they went on a whole YouTube rant about, like, how terrible they both looked in this picture, and how they needed to get their life together. And, like, they literally both look fine. Yeah. Like, they're not fat by any stretch of the imagination. I'm fat. Like, and I can Ew. promise you that, like, if I looked like her in one of those pictures, I'm sorry. I would be like, God, I look awesome there. <laughs> it just is so stupid and so disgusting. And it, it just, it's so upsetting. So she goes on and she talks about this fictional Pam in her books, which is Pam is Karen. Okay. And it's like she's trying to make her own thing. Okay. Instead of calling her Karen, she calls her Pam, which I'll get to more of that in a second. So Pam was somebody that she worked with, and she's talking about how fat people are untrustworthy. <laughs> I wish wow. I was making this up. I really wish I was making this up. So Wait, she, does she actually says that? Girl, just listen. So okay. she goes, for example, Pam is a girl that I work with in my office. And so imagine... One day, I, I'm going to the break room, and I'm thinking about, Pam just told me she's doing Whole30, and she's trying to get other people to do it, you know, to kind of support herself and, you know, get everybody healthy. And so I walk into the break room, and Pam is sitting there eating a meat lover's pizza. Well, now how can I trust her? Because she's supposed to be doing Whole30, but she's sitting there clearly breaking the diet rules, and I'm just not supposed to say anything? Uh... Uh, okay. And so then she she has another YouTube video where she goes into de in depth about quote unquote Pam. She's mm. like Pam is the girl that everybody knows that has the haircut like Kate Gosselin from John and Kate Plus Eight, but not now Kate Gosselin. Kate Gosselin when she was on John and Kate Plus Eight, you know the haircut. She's the girl who always wants to speak to the manager. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking Karen. You're not original. <laughs> Everybody knows who fucking Karen is, okay? Yeah. Like, yep. get over yourself. And she's just, <laughs> like, trying to make this, like, this is some, like, groundbreaking new thought that nobody has ever thought about before. I'm right. Just like, get over yourself, dude. Like, come on. None of us are stupid. <laughs> But she just keeps using this Pam as an example. But, like, she literally says, like, somebody who can't stick to their diet is not trustworthy. How can you trust somebody who can't even stick to a diet? 
Oh, I guess nobody should ever be trusted. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's cool, too. <laughs> um, she just, like, she, she fat shames all the time and basically tells you, like, you have no excuse to be fat or to be overweight. I'm not even going to say everybody's fat, but just, like, to, to make mistakes, basically. It's, like, her whole thing, like, her whole thesis is you choose your own destiny. You're in charge of your own happiness. Nobody else can be in charge of your own happiness. Yeah. Um, you know, you haven't made it until you have material wealth and is not something that is universally achievable. Um, and she just is a generally terrible person. Like, I can keep bringing up terrible <laughs> examples, but, like, I just don't understand how somebody who has made their entire life brand about being a relatable person could be so stuck up and judgmental. Yeah. Like, she she goes on and on in this one YouTube video that I watched where she's talking about her boobs post-kids, which is fine. Like, <laughs> as moms, we all know what our boobs like post kids i didn't even right. breastfeed my kids and my boobs took a beating <laughs> but you know what i'm not doing i'm not making fun of them while um leading a self-help seminar and and telling people how the only solution to that is to have a boob job to to be happy with your body like no like if you have boobs she she literally saying do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble too? <laughs> Which I have said about myself. Right. But the difference is, I'm not saying that the only solution to being happy with my body the way it is, is getting a boob job. Well, I don't know. I I think that I, you and I... I want to have weight loss surgery. And, I mean, I don't... I don't want to say too much, but... Right. <laughs> I also think that if somebody is not able to afford weight loss surgery is not comfortable with weight loss surgery. Right. You know, it, it, for whatever reason, if they're not, if that's not something that's on the table for them, they should still be supported in accepting their body the way they, in, they are because that's not what leads to true happiness. Well, I think that, I don't know, I kind of can see both sides of it. I see no, how she's... I agree. I see how she's... I, I think that her intention is to be relatable and to be like, oh, look at my saggy boobs. We all have saggy boobs. And, like, you know, the only way to lift them up is to lift them up. So, right. I don't I know. know. I get that. But I, I do hate... The... I get what you're saying. And I, I, and I do agree with you on the whole. But the difference is you and I are just normal people who have a podcast. Right. We're not yeah. making our brand out of telling people... This is how you're, you should be happy. Yeah. This is what is going to make you happy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if you're going to give lifestyle advice, it should, it should come from an angle of the core issues that are making you unhappy or what needs to be addressed. And it doesn't necessarily have to be surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. It doesn't need to be $1,000 Louis Vuitton bags. It doesn't need to be private jets or Porsches or houses in Hawaii. That's another thing mm -hmm. that she goes on about. Like, like I said before, in theory, she gives 
fine advice, but she presents it in such a way that is judgmental that it's isolating. Well, and now she's kind of exposed because she's pretending that she's got such a perfect hunky hot husband and great marriage and they're just making out on the couch and on a Thursday afternoon and no that's not what's happening is that they've been trying to keep their marriage together for three years they can't keep it together now they're getting divorced so it's all the bullshit is kind of falling away and that is why people should not put other people on a pedestal just because it looks good on the internet doesn't mean that they that any of it's true yeah i agree and that's that's my whole big bitch i think honestly with rachel hollis is that it's all fake yeah stop pretending it's all you know curated and edited and like she's she makes her whole thing about being real but it's like her version of real like it would be like me saying that i wake up looking like I have a full face of makeup on. Like, yeah. obviously you're looking at me right now without makeup on and you've seen me with makeup on. It's two totally different people. Probably wouldn't recognize one so. without the other on the street. But like, I, you know, that's the thing. It's just like, don't make your whole business about being a real girl if you're not being real. Yeah, if you want to be relatable, just be honest. Like, there's a lot of pain and fucking hard times and bullshit and heartache and difficulty and trauma. There's a lot of shit out there. We don't need to pretend like everything is perfect. Look at how perfect we are. That's not relatable. That's something that people can look at and put on a pedestal and aspire to be, that they're never going to reach that because you haven't even reached it. Exactly. But if you want to be relatable, just fucking be honest. I would appreciate her a thousand times more if she had said three years ago, hey, uh, we're having issues in our marriage. Here's what we're trying to do to help it. Yeah. And, like, that could have, like, if you insist on branding your life, like, that could have been a whole thing. Yeah. Like, Okay, we're going to marriage counseling. Here's how marriage counseling goes. This is what it would have helped a lot more people. Counseling. Like, here's what we're it would have helped do. a lot yeah. more people. Because like, then all the struggling couples would be like, "Oh, they're just like us." Like we, that we should go to counseling. Like, we should go to counseling. We should, yeah. you know, we should try X, Y, Z. Like, yep. and instead, she fucking faked it till she didn't make it, which is exactly yep. what she talked shit about to begin with. It, you know, depending on who she's talking to, because. Right. And now it's all falling apart, and now she's going to have to answer to it. I could go on forever, but I think I've pretty much covered it. Julie, do you have anything to... Oh, shit. I just... surprised me with something. (laughs) I just want to do something fun. Okay, so I have ordered... I told you guys last time that I have ordered some, like, old-school magazines from teenage years, which I think it is, like, such a dying... I mean, they're done. The teen magazines are gone. It's so sad. I used to love getting my magazine subscription and just having the posters and all the fun stuff. So I purchased a copy of YM Magazine. I'm so excited right now. All right. Now, seeing this cover, what does it make you think of? Uh, The Notebook. Wrong. No, this You're is close. the guy from The Notebook. 
No. From the other one. What? Oh, no. oh, God. I'm sorry. A walk to remember. In my head, I was thinking <laughs> a walk to remember. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's uh, Shane West. So hot. He said he was a dork in high school. Whatever. Um, okay. And this is from August of 2003. Oh, my Do you remember? God. What Do you remember I... anything about 2003? Uh, yeah, in August of 2003, I was in seventh grade. God, you're making me feel Wait, really no, no, old. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, you have to be older than that. No, I wasn't, I was, I just started seventh grade. My mom is looking at me like I'm crazy because she's sitting out here creeping. But yes, I just started seventh, she just flipped me off too. I started seventh <laughs> grade in August because we moved to Georgia in February of 2004, I would have been in 7th grade. I moved in 7th grade. You were... This okay. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was in uh, my freshman year of high school, so... We're not that um, much older than each other. <laughs> so, first of all, something interesting is this magazine has been around since the 30s. It went out of the production. 30s? No. It, it went into production. Like, it went into production Ryan. like 1930-something and went out in 2004. So this was, like, the last year of YM Magazine. I always used to think it stood for Young and Modern, but it actually stands for Your Magazine. I thought it stood for Young and Modern. <laughs> Who's Ben Felipe? The side of it says, We Love Ben Felipe. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah. Find us a place. Anyways. Well, Since I was going to say we'll take the... you plug your computer in. <laughs> I was going to say we should take the quiz, but honestly, I know what the answers are going to be. This yeah. is a shitty quiz. Okay, well, then I should take the quiz. <sighs> I know what your answer is going to be. You do not know. It's a quiz about guilt. Like, how guilty are you or something like that. <laughs> 100%. Okay, first of all, I want to show you. There are so many ads for jeans. Denim everywhere. Were we really this obsessed with denim in 2003? Um, yeah, that was the years of, really? like, yeah, like, flare more jeans. More denim. Yeah, flare jeans. Like, more denim. She's talking to me about all the denim that she's Just seeing in the ads. Look at that! Full, full outfit of denim. Yes! Jacket and pants. Flare jeans. Jinko jeans had just gone out, and we were into flare pants. Yeah, but I mean, even jackets. Yeah, jean jackets are still a thing now. So many jeans, so much, so I much owned denim. At least two different cropped jean jackets in 2000. Me too. I had like a burgundy one yeah, that I loved. That you wore with a flowy tank top and flare jeans. Yeah. And yeah. Birkenstocks. I never had Birkenstocks. Oh, oh, maybe that was a southern. Okay, here's something that I found. A brand pair of Birkenstocks to start my new private school. (laughs) So cute. Here, here is something that I found really interesting. So here is a group of teenage girls. I was eighty-five. Um, let's see. Trying to figure out what the ages are of these girls, but if you compare the way these girls look to the way teenagers look today it's really shocking well, okay teenagers to me i don't know about you especially because look at these face. fresh faced oh. adorable girls they don't have full faces of makeup on and that makes me they got crazy. they have a little bit of lip gloss a little bit of like a little tiny eyeliner yeah they i mean like very minimal I, yeah. I don't know what it's like for you because you have a preteen but like I'll never forget, and this is just 
funny to me because when I was a senior in high school, my little brother, my, my youngest sibling, was a freshman. Right? He was a freshman. Yeah. And, like, so after I graduated, we moved. And so he went to a different high school. And, like, occasionally I'd have to go pick him up from ROTC. And, like, I would see these kids walk out of the building. And I swear to God, they looked like elementary school kids. Like, they were so small. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? These are teenagers? Like, what? It's weird, right? It's so weird. But it's like everything has changed now. Like, those little girls, that's what a teenager used to look like. I and now they days. look like now they're, they look like they're 30. 30. They're, they're freaking all YouTube beauty it's influencer kids. It's uh, scary. Look at the Olsen twins. Oh my god, they looked normal then. They were 17. I used to be so obsessed with the Olsen twins. Me I wanted too. to look like them so bad. I love this is, the Olsen. <laughs> this like, is an ad for their like makeup line and I their had perfume their line. line. I their perfume. I didn't have any of that, but I wanted to look like one of them so bad and they are so crazy looking now. It's weird. Oh, look at Amanda Bynes. Oh, she still looks normal. She was so cute and natural, and now she's like, oh, have you seen? She has, like, a face tattoo and all kinds of shit. She has face tattoos. She has, like, a oh my God. lip piercing, and um, they just added What a Girl Wants to one of the streaming networks, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Aw. I used to like that show, What I Like About You, that she was on. I did, too. Um, I got to go grab my charger real quick, and then I'm going to show you the 20 hottest guys of August 2003, according oh to YM Magazine. Oh my gosh, I can't That's wait. why I chose this one. It's too good. I kind of <laughs> want to guess. Oh, How many are there? that's good. Okay, so there's 20 in here. Some oh, God. Some absolutely not going to guess because I have no idea who they are. And then, um, but a lot of them I think you will be able to guess. Wow. So, do you want to... I think I'll guess, like... You? Um, try to try to guess as many as you can. I lost you for a second. What? Try to guess as many as you can. I'll tell you yes or no. <sighs> okay. So uh, 2003. Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's probably a good one. Let's see. Is he in here? He was in a one of the Mary Kate Nashley books. Books? As like a guy that they had a crush on. And they described him in the book? Yeah. You never read any of their little books? No, I just watched their, like... Oh, yeah. They had a whole bunch Mary of different, Kate like, Mary Kate Nashley invite you to their slumber party. Oh, my God. That was my favorite one. And I still I sing that, the pizza song when What's I make the, homemade pizza. How's the pizza song go? It's like, something, something, pizza. We're going to put it on a pizza. Oh. Pepperoni, we put it on a pizza. Uh, sardines, <laughs> we put it on the pizza. God, I can't remember it. But. That's funny. Do you remember when they used oh, wait, to have no, like, like P- their little P- detective C-Z-A. show? It spells pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. Remember yeah, I loved, yeah, I had a, I had a couple of them on um, VHS tape. I, had, I definitely still had. By dinner time. I definitely had the one where they went to SeaWorld. Oh, I think I've seen that, yeah. Okay, because so you I had, said... I had, yeah, Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. I actually, I, I actually don't think he's in this one. Okay, surprisingly, um, Chad Michael Murray. Yes, I'll show you the picture. So after you guess them, I'll show you the picture so you can okay. feel real super nostalgic about it. Awesome. 
it's kind of crazy to see a lot of these guys still have like very like big careers i wonder what hayden i feel like he was in something recently but he was i think he's still time. acting all right so here's see i am not attracted to chad, chad michael, michael murray, murray when he had like super shaggy hair yeah but i love anyway. that shaved head now um What's kind of funny is that I was just reading um, a post on some on some show. Or uh -huh. not so, I, I was reading a post about One Tree Hill on mm -hmm. one of my Facebook things. And he, I guess he used to, like, bone all, like, tons of girls oh, yeah. in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And, like, even for years after that, he would, like, show up and, like, have sex with the girls in the town. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, my next one is Orlando Bloom. Oh, good one. He's actually... Who I still don't find attractive. He's a centerfold. Oh, shit. He has a shaggy dog. And look, look at that. that shaggy dog to match his shaggy I don't hair. think he's hot. I don't get the appeal. Like, I, I guess I could see, like, where he is, like stereotypically hot but like i don't i don't see it. i never thought but that is actually um i'll never forget so one of my best friends in the entire world we've been best friends since we were like 13 uh it was when we first moved to georgia and my mom met her mom in the pta mm -hmm. and so they basically like set us up on a friend date and they took us to a <laughs> high school football game we were in eighth grade i was in eighth grade i think she was in sixth grade because we're only a year apart but she's two years behind me in school and so I met her, and when we dropped off her mom and her back at their house, she, her mom made her take me inside and show me her posters for Orlando Bloom, and I was like... Just covered? I, like, I got back in the car, and I was like, <laughs> Mom, I cannot be friends with this girl. <laughs> All right, guess she's my more. BFF. All right, Milo Ventimiglia, because he was my favorite. I had posters of him in my What locker. was he in at that Gilmore time? Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Oh... I don't think he's in here. Okay, fine. Uh, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> he's the other center goal. Oh, snap. Oh, he's so cute. He was hot. He was hot. He's hot with that weird unibrow. Um, I'm going to go with Sean Patrick what? something or other. What? Sean Patrick are you Thomas. Are you cheating? No. Who's Sean Patrick Thomas? He was the dude that was in Save the Last Dance. Oh, he should be in here. But that, I think that was an older movie. He's not in here. I just was looking at, like, popular movies at the time, but I'm just also trying to think of people that were yeah. there. Uh, obviously, Ashton Kutcher has to be in there. Let's see. Because he was quintessential 2000s. What was, uh, that was that 70s show at yeah. that time, right? But okay. he was also in a bunch of movies with, like, Brittany Murphy at that time, too. I always forget about that. Yeah, he is in here. Look, there he is. Looking all cute. He looks the he same. He's so hot. He really does look the same. <laughs> well, we will post these uh, pictures of these photos on the Instagram and Facebook so you guys can feel the nostalgia with us. I hope if you're promising that, you're going to post those. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'll make another uh, one. Okay, what about the dude from Smallville? Oh, my God, what was his name? Smallville. Oh my gosh, what is his freaking name? Like Tom something. I never watched that. Tom Welling. Tom Welling. No, he's not in here. No? He no. was very popular. Oh, oh, oh. Obviously the dude if he's not in there, I'm gonna be upset. Um oh my gosh, what's his actual name? 
Jesse Bradford, the dude from Bring It On. He's not in here. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh, I had such a crush on him. Okay, yeah, me uh, too. Going back to the like OC, uh, what's his name? Adam Brody. Nope. No? Mm mm. Ryan Gosling? Nope. Oh my gosh. I know, it's really crazy. Oh, uh, sure. No. Justin Timberlake. Now yes. I'm thinking of like bands. Look oh, how cute. Look at him. He's so he, cute. That was when he went solo and he was kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't even know, girl. Um, Someone who passed away who I wanted to marry. Oh, Ryan. Oh, no. Oh, God. What's his name? Oh, my gosh. He's so hot. Oh! oh, oh the Joker. What's his name? What is his name? The Joker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. He's so hot. I was... We're not thinking about the same guy. Oh, my gosh. Who's the Joker that died? I don't think a Joker died. Yes, he did. He was extremely hot. Oh, Heath uh, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. So also in here, yeah, Heath Ledger. Uh, He's not in here. Sean William Scott from American Pie. Stifler. I guess he's like guy next door cute. There's a bunch of guys that I don't recognize at all. Give me the highlights. Of the dudes that you recognize that I didn't call out. Okay, so, uh, let's see. Shane West, of course, was on the front. Oh, yeah, he was hot. Um, I might hang up this Josh Hartnett poster and see what Ryan says when he gets home from work. Wouldn't that be funny if I just hang it over our bed? I don't even know what Ryan looks like. He looks like... You know what my husband looks like. I don't know what He looks like sexy, handsome, wonderful man is what he looks like. I'll show you. Um, Trent Ford, I guess he was in... One of those Amanda Bynes movies or something? I don't know who I don't is. even know who that is. Okay. Um, oh, no, no. He was in the Mandy Moore movie, How to Deal. I never saw that. I don't think I saw that either. James um, Blake? No idea. I think he might be a tennis player. Oh, oh, speaking of tennis players, Annie Roddick. Nope. And that's when he was with Mandy Moore, right? Annie Roddick dated Mandy Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Early 2000s for a oh. while, yeah. I don't know who this dude is, but I don't think he's hot. What's his name? Gail Garcia Bernal. Who? Gail Garcia Bernal? Yeah, he's in um, Y Tu Mama Tambien and Don't Tempt Me with Penelope Cruz. No idea. Okay, sure. Uh, (laughs) Pharrell. Okay, yeah, Pharrell. Okay, and this is... I was thinking Pharrell was a little bit later. No. And this down here is, like, someone I'm still in love with. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Look at that baby face. He's always really cute. Uh, He's such a peculiar person, he's though. He's so hot. Um, John Mayer, who has had such a glow up since now, since Gross. here. I still think he's a terrible person. Tyson Beckford, still hot. Still hot. Oh, Black is Common crack. in there? Because Common's nope. super hot. Ah, that's upsetting. Tyson Ritter, I guess he's the singer basis for the All American, uh, All American Rejects. Rejects. Oh my God, Tyson Ritter is super hot. He's cute. I didn't... You don't think he's hot? Eh. Did he's you like right. emo bands? Well, I liked the All American Rejects. I just didn't know who he was. Oh yeah, I always thought he was super hot. Here's another Orlando Bloom photo, even though he got a centerfold. Ugh. He's all right. And then are any of the guys from uh, Blink One Eight Two in there? Nope. 
Michael E. Ely. Who? Uh, he's in Too Fast, Too Furious, and Barbershop. You'll recognize him, like, when you see him. Oh, he's in a lot yeah. of stuff. I just didn't know his name. He's in a lot of stuff. Now, here's someone else I love still. Emile Hirsch. Look at what a baby face. Oh, my God. He looks like a toddler. He's so young. I mean, let's remember, this, this magazine is... 16 years old holy shit. i don't want to talk about that 17 years old <laughs> i don't want to talk about that <laughs> uh my did you ever watch everwood i didn't but this yeah, guy was on it yeah that guy was super hot What's yeah his mike mike Irwin. okay um, that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that johnny depp is in there he's johnny depp's not in there no and that was it oh wow 20 hottest guys i don't know right, well, I, I definitely I think this now. is more of a young magazine um, you mean I was, like YM? I, I I think it's more of like a magazine for like tweens or like yeah. 13, I definitely 14. bought all the YM magazines that mm -hmm. I could talk my grandma into letting me buy because we were yeah. super Christian. So like if there was a racy cover, then I definitely couldn't. But well, then, I also have a seventeen, a Teen People, and a Cosmo from like two thousand six. So, Amazing. all that'll be fun. Let's read the horoscope real quick. What's Ooh. your sign? Capricorn. Okay. My birthday's the day after Christmas, which sucks. <gasps> that sucks. All right, Capricorn. Uh, thanks to a full moon, you may feel insecure about your looks on the 11th. Oh, that was yesterday. True. Always. True, always. <laughs> but you'll get over it. You'll open up to friends about stuff you usually consider too personal to talk about. Oh. The honesty really kicks in late in the month. And then if you're single, meaningless flings appall you now. You're dying to seriously fall in love. Well, I hope was that about is okay with that. <laughs> I mean, was that about right in 2003? Probably. Were you single? I mean, shit. I was in seventh grade. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting you were I, younger. I okay. dated. Well, so I will say, uh, well, in August of 2003, then yes, I was definitely single because I went to a private school in a small town that I'd grown up in and everybody hated me and I had no friends. Oh, they suck ass. Fuck you people. And then the following year when I was in eighth grade, I dated my first black guy and that got a lot of attention too. Even oh, though I bet. White people were the minority in my middle school. Um, Mine too. Joey. <laughs> and he got me obsessed with ludicrous. So there's that. <laughs> oh, that is so 2003. Okay. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was like quintessential 2003. All right. So, so then it says, if you're hooked up, resist the urge to force him into, let's analyze our relationship conversations. Oh, here's oh. a great piece of advice. Watching movies will help you hold back. Oh, good. I'm okay. glad. So here's Aries. Aries says, because of your recently acquired short attention span, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> you're already over some of the things you coveted earlier in the year like that tattoo never wanted a tattoo uh you'll have a love fest with your friends on the 11th a love fest with your a friends love fest. Right, like well. an orgy I don't, I don't know i mean to me now love fest <sighs> looks like when i get drunk and i call my friends and i tell yeah. them how much i love them yeah like i've I like done with that. you yeah that was great <laughs> uh <laughs> And that during which you'll make up at least 50 new inside jokes and gush about how much you mean to each other. <laughs> then, let's see, I was hooked up when I, in 2003, so don't say anything you can't take back when you fight on the 10th. Ooh. Oh, snap. Snap. 
All right, so that's that. That's Young and Modern for August 2003, or your magazine, excuse me. We do need to Google who Ben Philippi is, or Felipe, or whatever. I'm going to Google know. it right now. Do you want to do a BuzzFeed quiz yes. to close us out? Okay, yeah. so I have two questions. One is, are you a Friends fan? Yes. Okay, well then I don't need to ask my second question. So I have a... <laughs> I have a BuzzFeed quiz that is, here are the hardest friends questions about Joey. Can you get all oh, ten correct? Okay. All right. Do you want to do that one or do you want to do a different one? Because I have a bunch. No, I want to do that one. Okay. So, number one. Which famous actor was Joey the butt double for? Do you know off the top of your head or do you need multiple choice? Was it Al Pacino? Yes, it was. Oh! Okay, season two. Okay. Which of these stores was not on Joey's credit card statement from furnishing his new apartment? Porcelain Safari. I love That Lucite. one for sure was on there. <laughs> did you what else did you? One? No. I love Lucite. So marvelous. Or isn't it chromantic? I'm going to say the second one, because I don't really know what that is, but... I love Lucite? Yeah. Incorrect. <gasps> so Marvelous is the Aww, first Aw, boo. All right, season three. What book does Joey read while Rachel reads The Shining? Do you remember, or do you need oh multiple choice? Oh, my God. Choice? No, multiple choice. Little Women, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, Jane Eyre, or Emma? Is it Emma? Because that's their daughter's name? Uh, mm, Little no. Women? Yes. Does he read it upside down? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, remember, she ended up spoiling it for him, and she was oh. like, Joe dies, <laughs> and he was heartbroken. <laughs> okay, season four. Which letter encyclopedia volume does Joey buy? Do you remember uh, is this Is it episode? a J? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no. These are hard. All right, so I will refresh you on the episode because I am a hardcore Friends fan. Okay. I've watched it since it was on. And like, I literally remember as a kid, we lived in a ranch style house. And so, mm -hmm. I, like, I slept with my door open because I was scared of the dark. And I could literally hear my parents watching Friends across the house because when it started, they would clap. The, the, you know. Oh, yeah. How cute. And so I had, when I turned eight, I got a TV in my room. And so I would turn it on and, like, just turn it down really low and put the closed captions on and watch <laughs> Friends. And so then, like, reruns, I would watch it. Yeah. And as an adult, I literally watched it on repeat, especially when I had babies because it was a show that was always funny to me no matter how many times I saw it. And so when I was up in the middle of the night feeding them, I would just watch episodes of Friends. So right. I'm something of a Friends expert. So I will tell you, as a maybe this will jog your memory, um, the magician from Penn & Teller was on mm -hmm. this episode, and he was the encyclopedia salesman. And he convinced Joey to buy them based on this one letter. What, so for it magic? Was, it was Q, T, X, or V. Uh, I don't know. Is it Q? That's a hard question. It's V. V. Oh. 
Because then they, they end up sitting in Central Park and they're like, oh, yeah, we're talking about this war. And he's like, let's talk about the Vietnam War. <laughs> All right. Season five. Which item left at the hotel signals to Joey that Chandler and Monica are dating? Because he gets a phone call. Do you remember uh-huh. this episode? Okay. So is it Monica's tweezers, Monica's bra, Monica's eyelash curler, or Monica's hair dryer? I think it's her... Oh, this is when she had the afro, right? No. Oh, no. Okay. So, her bra. It was her eyelash curler. What? I am not good at this. I should be asking you these questions. Because then he asked her if he was gay. Oh, gotcha. All right. Season six. Why do Joey and Janine break up? Is it she books a tour as a backup dancer? She doesn't like Monica and Chandler. She tries to steal a french fry off of Joey's plate, or because Joey realizes he has friends for or feelings for Rachel. Well, is Janine... Um, Do you need me to read them I can't again? Even remember. I can't remember who Janine was. Janine was the uh, like Australian ballet dancer. Oh, she didn't like... I know she didn't like Monica and Chandler. Correct. She would, like, be so nice to their face and then talk shit behind and their back. And be like, oh my god, I hate them so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what a nightmare. All right, season what seven. What a psycho. Which of these Joey acting storylines did not happen in season seven? Okay. Dr. Drake Ramore gets a brain transplant. Mac and Cheese gets canceled. Joey <laughs> stars in a World War One movie. Or Joey needs to know French for a role. I think it was the last one joey needs to know french i think yeah i know mac and cheese got canceled i know he got the brain transplant and then the other one sounded familiar too that was correct it was season 10 when joey needed to know french oh okay do you not remember that storyline at all god you know what it's it really has been a long time since i've watched friends so joey asked phoebe to teach him french and so she keeps trying to say, like, uh, je m'appelle Joey. And he'll be like, blah, 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 boo-boo. Oh, yeah. It's something that was totally unrelated and didn't sound anything like it. Yeah. All right. So this is one of my favorite episodes of Friends. So season okay. eight, which of these is not a part of the game show Bamboozled? <laughs> like this one. Wicked Wango cards. That was one. Hopping bonus. I think that was one also. Magic Mountain Round or The Ladder of Chance. I think it was the Magic Mountain Round. I think you're right. Oh, you were I right! I like that episode. Yeah, it's a really yeah, yeah, funny I like episode. That one. All right, season yeah, nine. Is. How does Joey say that he knows Mike when he sets Phoebe up on a, flying da- on a blind date? Does he know her from the gym, from school, from acting, or he's a family friend? I think he said it's from acting. That's Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. I thought it was from acting. Okay. He says he's an actor, but he's not. No, it's from school. I thought that was right, but I wasn't sure either. He knows her from high... Mike says college, but then Phoebe says... Or, no, Joey says from high school. So, whoopsie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Season 10. It's the last round. What game show was Joey a contestant on? Wheel of Fortune, Pyramid, Jeopardy, or Family Feud? 
pyramid. Yes! Yay! <laughs> How you doing? Pretty well, but you could use a quick rewatch. <laughs> what did I get three wrong out of ten? I, I think so. <laughs> Shelby, so do one for hi. <gasps> hi, Shelby, the little Italian greyhound. You're so skinny. Oh my Isn't gosh, I want to love you. She needs a she's sweater. A, she's a bye bye. Mm. Is, is she not cold? It's summer. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what I, I I had a friend post a a picture from where they're camping in Colorado last night, and they said it was 39 degrees at night. Well, so. yeah, but that's in that's in the mountains. That's like an extra two thousand feet in the air. I mean, I'm just saying here in Florida, uh, the forecast tomorrow is 91. Yep, I think it was and not I have that to hot go today. Plants. I think it was like uh, high 80s today. Oh my so, gosh. It's pretty warm. What's, what's your other dog's name? Lux. Lux, come here. Come here. Is Lux it's a, a black lab? No, he's not. A, he's, he's a black something. She's a lab pit. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. We need Lexi. to post pictures of all of our animals on Instagram. Smile. <gasps> They're both so jealous. They can't stand. So, uh, you know. Julie, what kind of animals do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, where do I start? Um, dogs, a cat, snakes. We're going to get a hedgehog <gasps> in the next. Can I name yeah. it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's Ryan's hedgehog. It's Ryan's. Um, I need to talk to Ryan. I need to name Lex, hedgehog. Lux, move, move. Stop waving on my mic. Go on. Expert Go. animal namer. I, I bet don't know you know this about me. Um, animals Go tell on. me their name, and I give Go. it to them. Like, you don't just get to name an animal. They have to tell you what their name is. Oh my goodness. Baby. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? So, oh, leopard geckos. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Get back. Back. Julie basically has an entire reptile farm in her house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In addition to dogs, cats, and apparently a hedgehog that I'm going to name. Yeah. In my home, I have the only animal that currently belongs to me is a six and a half year old corgi hey. named Tucker, who is extremely fat and he looks like a giant loaf of bread. I love corgis. Well, um, you can have him because he's extremely fat, even though I try to, like, we literally feed him, like, the diet that is recommended by the vet, and yeah, he will either, A, come, like, jump at you and bark at you, you've heard Tucker bark, like, he doesn't just yeah. bark, like, he goes, roo, roo, he, he's a rooer. I, you know, and I used to feed Lux according to the instructions, and I had to cut her food in, like, half. Because yeah. she was getting so fat. So, Tucker is super fat, and then, like, he will either, A, still have an entire tray of food and come bark at you because he wants more food, or he'll eat all his food and then be like, give me more, bitch. And I'm like, nah, no, you're super fat and you need to be skinny. Hi, little baby greyhound, baby Italian greyhound. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. She's so cute, I can't stand it. Remind me of her name? Shelby. So Julie Shelby. calls me like two weeks ago and she's like freaking out because Shelby got into something. We're not sure yeah. what. And like almost died. Yeah. And now she looks scary. so happy. 
Well, when I picked her up from the vet the next day, she was, like, completely normal. Like, nothing was wrong. But What's so crazy her, is, like, was... the day after Shelby went to the vet, like, super sick, my mom had to take her dog to the vet super, super That's sick. That's weird. And then we talked to a bunch of people. Like, my mom lives on the beach, and so, like, it's not in a neighborhood so much as it's just, like, kind of a community. Right. And uh, we talked to a couple of the other people that have pets in the area, and they also had to go to the emergency vet. And the vet thinks that maybe it was just from overheating, which we know oh, Sasha, wow. Sasha wasn't. It was because she got into, somehow, it was Memorial Day weekend, and we had, like, a cookout. And nobody knows where this came from, but she got into some kind of, like, black plastic bag like you would get from, like, a liquor store. Uh-huh. But nobody recalls bringing this bag, and we're pretty good about trash. We don't just, like, leave shit everywhere. So we're not sure where she got into it. Or maybe it just blew into the yard, because on the beach, there's a lot of wind. Yeah, and, all um, kinds of stuff. But then, like, she kind of had, like, diarrhea and vomiting when mom noticed the black plastic in her vomit. And so she washed her really closely. My mom's a nurse. And she got a little bit better. Like, my sister and I came over, because my sister was in town, and she stole a bunch of our McDonald's off the freaking counter. So, like, obviously she was feeling better. Mm. And then... Like, a couple of days later, my mom calls me, and she's like, what's the name of the dog's vet? Because I normally take my mom's dogs to the vet. Because she's working. Uh, Even though, you know, recently she lost her job, she didn't even remember what it was. And so I told her, and she was like, yeah, Sasha is acting really weird. Like, she's not eating. She's super lethargic, whatever. And my mom's condo, it has a small yard, obviously, like, so that... We fenced in so Sasha can roam, but it has a lot of um, oleander trees in it. Oh, yeah. And oleander, if you guys didn't know, is super poisonous to dogs. So I'm super allergic to those. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I won't take you to my mom's house. <laughs> well, I was when I was a kid. I, I'd probably be fine now, but... Um, but anyway, so, like, Sasha had vomited, I guess, again and had, like, some leaves in it, and so she was super freaked out And because so, she has no grass. And so she took her to the vet, and the vet ran her panels, and everything was pretty much fine. She didn't have any blockages. She didn't have enough poison to show up in her blood. And so we just kind of had to put her on, like, a canned food diet for a few Mm. days and give her some meds, and she's fine. But, I mean, it it was just crazy because it was, like, right after Shelby. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Because nobody really cares about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I bought um, Sasha, who is a German shepherd. For my dad nine and a half years ago oh, when well. my dad's brother died very unexpectedly okay and he used to breed boxers and shepherds he loved them and he always wanted another shepherd so he took it really hard after my uncle died because it was one of those he's not actually his brother but it was his best friend he met him when he was a kid because his uncle mike's um brother married my dad's sister and mm-hmm. so he like grew up with this guy he was this huge role model and then we ended up living on the same property my uncle mike built a three-story log mansion like in the middle of the country like he built it by hand by himself like that sounds great i mean he was he was an incredible person like he <laughs> i used to call him the wizard of oz because my uncle mike was like a super old country guy and i like, you would go over there and talk to him, and he would just kind of be like, oh, you know, uh, you couldn't understand half of what he said. But, like, 
you would be like, yeah, Uncle Mike, I'm having this problem. Like, I have a shitty boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, well, you know, she, blah, 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 blah. And, like, you walk away <laughs> knowing the answer somehow. Like, you smoked a couple That's cigarettes. Funny. Maybe you hit a joint. I don't know. But you walked away knowing the answer. And so he took it hard. <laughs> so I searched high-low. I saved all my pennies. And then my mom matched the amount that I had. And we, I, I drove three hours away and got him this German Shepherd puppy. They mm-hmm. took a very random trip to Savannah, Georgia. And so when he came back, there was just this puppy with Spo. Aww. And he lost it. That's so that cute. That was his baby girl. And so we named her Sasha because it's a German name. Um, and he took it very seriously. My dad was incredible with training dogs so like she just shepherds are super smart anyway so they're super easy to train but like she knew all sorts of commands and she she just followed him wherever he went like she never really ran away until (laughs) funny story my dad went to jail (laughs) and she ran away and so i was the only one home and I text my mom and I was like, I can't find Sasha. And she was like, holy shit, whatever. And so, like, I called animal control and I was like, hey, uh, do you have a German Shepherd that looks like this? And they're like, well, we can't tell you. You have to come up here and find out. And so I, I came over there and I was like, here's the papers proving that I own her. Do you have the Shepherd? And they did. But what's funny about that is the animal control center is across the street from the jail. Wow, I was going to say, she probably is going to look she for him. She followed him. Yeah. She followed him. And, uh, that was going to be Just, you guess. know, disclaimer to all of our listeners, my dad was not a bad guy. He just got blamed in an incident that he had nothing to do with. But, and he got out. <laughs> but it was like this whole thing. It was like, she literally found him and she was just howling. And when Aww. we talked to him the next day at visitation, he was like, I swear to God, I heard Sasha howling. And I was like, funny story. Oh wow! It That's was crazy. Sasha. It was Sasha. That's so, crazy. You know, obviously she's still really distraught. It's been a little bit over a year since my dad died, and uh, you know, it's she's still obviously very sad. She has like little depressed moments, which is awful because how do you explain to a dog like I'm sorry your owner died? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, so I went to my mom's house earlier because she rents out her condo whenever people want to rent it and she comes and stays with me and so i said hey sasha you want to come to my house and she like ran down the stairs and literally like, i couldn't even get the trunk of my car open fast enough because she wanted to come play with her friends how cute because we frequently have the dogs next door play with us so at any given moment there is a corgi two german shepherds and a very large sander poodle playing in my <laughs> backyard which julie got to witness earlier it's chaos. so cute so cute. I love them. It's like six toddlers in my house. <laughs> well, okay, well my guys, dog, if you listen long enough. Dog is destroying something over there. <laughs> uh, we love you. Please leave us a review. If you yes. didn't like what we have to say, don't leave us a review. Mm-hmm. But either way, we hope you enjoy this podcast. We try to be real, unlike Rachel Hollis, who sucks. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we will have another Bitch Fit next week. We'll figure out if we're going to continue recapping 90 Day Fiance, if we're going to try something a little bit different, but we'll let everyone know. Tell us your opinion, and if you have somebody that you want us to take down, let us know, and I will do the research. 
And maybe we can put up a poll or something. Yeah. About uh, if you, there's a different show you want us to watch. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Let us know. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.